Hey y'all, and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Chat with Curry Terrell, the podcast. This week we're going to talk about Allied, Nocturnal Animals, Manchester by the Sea, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, and Leah Remini, Scientology and the Aftermath. With me as always is my wonderful co-host, Adrian Gomez. Hey y'all. What's up? Nothing. How's your week been? Stupid. <laughs> That's it? Mm, we've seen a lot of movies. We have seen a lot of movies. And it's been a fun time. We had to catch up a little bit, though. It's hard during award season because so many movies come out all at once. Right. Especially if you live in L.A. Correct. I mean, already there's like five that we haven't seen. Not five, maybe, but like three. Jackie. We- that just came out. We can't see everything the day of. That's what I'm saying. Like, already. Like, even just over the weekend. Your problem is you want to see it the day of. Mm-hmm. You, that's just not possible. My problem is I don't like the fact... It's just like the reason I saw all the Twilight movies. I don't like that there's anything pop culture related that is obtainable that I can't. I haven't seen. You can't have everything. I mean, I know. That's why I'm fat and poor. But let's not get into that today. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we'll start with Allied. Loved. Allied is this movie about spies. <laughs> no, it's this movie about uh, Nazi Germany. Sort of. Kind of. Yeah, and it stars Brad Pitt, Marion Cotillard. They're married, and his wife gets accused of being a, a Nazi spy. It's fascinating. Very cool movie because... It had about three different genres. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it, it was kind of funny. It was kind of a war movie. Yeah. Kind of, uh, like, it, the thing I really liked about it, and I remember when I told you when we got out, I said, what I didn't like about this is that once the big reveal happens yeah. or you figure out, like, what's going on exactly, it sort of goes, like, it just snaps through when it's over. And then I was thinking later about it, and what I liked about it is it is made like an old movie. Yeah. Because the the like setup for it, the storytelling is very like old mm-hmm. Hollywood. Like if you watch those movies from like the 40s and 50s, mm-hmm. that is how those movies are. It's a lot of build up and then sort of just a very romanticized way of ending. Which is fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was totally different. My mom had seen it before and told me that it wasn't quite the like action movie that they advertised it to no. me. It was more of like it was. She said sad. Oh yeah, and it's true. But obviously, Marion was fantastic. Oh my god! I mean, she is just so good. Makes fantastic choices always. Oh yeah, Brad and she was good. Incredible. She looked more great. like a movie star than I would say ever. Oh yeah, he Maybe looked not good. <laughs> I love that movie. Me too. Um, yeah, he looked incredible. There's something about his face. I don't know if, like I told you yesterday, I think he might have just had like too many like chemical peels or something. Mm, it almost looked like CGI. He looks, yeah, exactly. And some of it's lighting, and they gave them very like movie star lighting a lot of times. But I just thought, like, you look bizarre. Also, his neck is starting to age, mm-hmm. but his face still looks perfect. Stuck in time. So it's odd. But he's Brad Pitt. Mm. I mean, like, the definition of a movie star. That's insane. But I liked it. I thought it was good. 
I did too. I loved it. Um, okay. So next we're going to talk about Nocturnal Animals. Nocturnal Animals is Tom Ford's second movie. Tom Ford the designer. After a single man. After a single man. It stars Amy Adams, Jake Gyllenhaal, Aaron Tyler Johnson. And it's about... Mm, Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. Who's also very good, yes. Um, it's about this woman who works uh, in, for an art gallery. And her husband, or her ex-husband, is a writer and sends her his book. Correct. And so it has like three plots kind of going on throughout the whole movie. It has like her current life her past relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal, and luckily they're both are still very young-looking, so they, they can play, play themselves in their 20s very well. That I thought was great. And then it also is like sort of playing out what's going on in his novel on the screen. So cool. Such an interesting way of telling a story. Absolutely. Also, I hate when people read in movies yeah. and they voice over. Which they didn't really do. No, I'm saying, so I liked the fact that when she read the book, we never heard her, like, reading aloud or, like, him reading aloud. We just saw it. Yeah. Bring me back to Ally. Did you like how it ended on a voiceover? I thought it was so sweet. I thought it was sweet and, again, the type of storytelling they were doing. Yeah, yeah. I I just wish they had given that part of the movie about ten more minutes and maybe taken ten minutes away from, like, the beginning. True. Um... Nocturnal Animals was beautiful. Yeah. A thriller. Yeah. The definition of a thriller. Even though none of that stuff that's happening on the screen is real. Yeah. It's all a book. Exactly. You know it, I, mean? I was literally on the edge of my seat the whole movie. It's fascinating. Like, it was just such a cool concept, and all the performances were incredible. Absolutely incredible. And Tom Ford wrote it? And Tom Ford wrote it. That's impressive. And it it was interesting because a single man, which I loved. Yeah. It was a similar style of movie making. Just like the way, the attention to detail. Of course, Tom Ford, he said, like you said, he doesn't use any of his merchandise because he doesn't want it to be a commercial. Mm -hmm. But he films stuff like a commercial. Certainly. Just because the costuming, the hair and the makeup, even when they were like in the middle of nowhere desert Mm -hmm. and they were all dirty, it Mm -hmm. still was like, you know what I mean? It was a lot more detailed than it would be in a different person's movie and it's very simple yeah it's not complicated just the way he shoots it it's not complicated yeah it's edited very well yeah very fast in a lot of portions of it yeah it's fascinating again so many different genres of movie all in one that's true too i think aaron taylor johnson is gonna win an oscar one day He's he good. is so good to me. Yeah. In everything. But something wasn't quite believable about this role. Yeah, it was a lot. But he did a good job, I thought, for what it was. Oh, yeah. But I know what you mean. But he... I just think he is so good and so underrated. He was great in Godzilla. He does a, yeah, he was, actually. Love. I didn't really like that movie, though. <laughs> Godzilla is sort of a story I don't think needs to be told. Sort of like King Kong. Because the human doesn't really do anything to them. We just sort of like watching them run around. So what's the story? What about the Play-Doh movie? Huh? They're making a Play-Doh movie. I mean, Ouija too. I just, it just, none of those movies need to be made. <laughs> a Barbie movie starring Amy Schumer. I mean, that makes me get excited to be an actor. Um, just possibilities. Next, we're going to talk about Manchester by the Sea. First of all, if you live in North Carolina or wherever you're listening to this from... And these movies aren't playing, they will be. Eventually. 
in like two weeks. That's true. Or after Christmas. So, um, Manchester by the Sea is a movie about... Uh, it stars Casey Affleck, Kyle Chandler, a boy I can't remember his name as a son. Lucas Hedges. And Michelle Williams. It's about this man whose brother uh, passes away, mm-hmm. and he is given the responsibility of raising his, like, 16-year-old. The brother's 16-year-old. Yes. And him sort of dealing with his past and where his life is currently and uh, that kind of stuff. I thought it was fantastic. Loved it. I thought Casey Affleck is very good. I don't know if I'm trying to see him in a million movies, but I like him. Yeah, if he's selective the way he has been so far, yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. I don't know. I just think, like, it was... A, I liked that it never... Like, it was super serious. I mean, everything about the movie, every context, like, piece of the story was super heavy. Yeah. But it had such a good humor to it. Oh, the yeah, whole absolutely. Movie. Even the most serious moments had a good humor to it. Absolutely. The son... What'd you say his name is? Lucas Hedges. Which he's done what before? Moonrise Kingdom. He was one of the oh, little right. boys in that movie. Right. And I thought about... I hit my head. I said, he's good. Like, he's very good. He was fantastic oh, in this. Oh, my gosh. He's going to get nominated. You think? Mm-hmm. For supporting? Mm-hmm. Which is bull. He was not a supporting actor in that. He was the lead. He was a lead. Yeah, I hate but... how they divvy it all up. Yeah. I mean, Viola Davis. Crazy. Supporting actress. She's in the entire movie for Vince. I don't know what I'm about. Um, but he... I thought everything was great. It was such a good movie. There was a moment, I think, it maybe was like 10 minutes too long. Agreed. But that's okay. And once again, Kyle Chandler... If you don't watch Friday Night Lights, you're missing out. He is such a good actor. Why is he never the main character and stuff? He is always the character that is in a third of the movie. He was good. This is like his fifth year, probably, of doing an being in a very big Oscar movie mm-hmm. and getting zero attention for it. Carol, Argo. Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. But not like... <laughs> uh, what's the war one you love that I hate? What war one? With Jessica Chastain? Zero Dark Thirty? He was not that He's movie. her boss. <laughs> so he, like, has the right agent. <laughs> but there's... Some, I, to me, there is something missing. He's not, like, stealing the scene away from anybody. Not in this one. In Carol, I thought he was incredible. He should have been nominated for that, I thought. Mm. He was great. Here's the thing about Mantras by the Sea. Yeah. There's one pivotal story basically in that movie which makes us realize why casey affleck is the way he is yeah happened way too early in the movie yeah but they wanted to give it time to unfold i also thought michelle mm. williams could probably have used another scene or two agreed they she's short, only in it they for like three scenes her a little bit yeah that's true i don't know but she was incredible i mean every time i see her i just think you came from dawson's creek that's nuts. Have you ever watched Austin's Creed? No. So what, it's just training or is you that like natural? Spoiler alert. What? At the end she dies. Michelle? In the last episode. How'd she die? I cried like I was seeing the end of my life. She has cancer. She does? Yeah, and she leaves Dawson a video. Oh, it's just so good. I could weep thinking about it. Um, so yeah, Manchester by the Sea, definitely go see it. Next, we're going to talk about Billy Lynn's Long Halftime. Worst movie, movie I've ever seen, so ever. Billy, <laughs> Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk is a movie. It's directed by Ang Lee, who did Life of Pi. Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. He Crouching a, Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. 
he filmed this movie in some crazy camera style that is only being able to show in four theaters. In like the world. One of them being right around the corner from our house. And we went to the... It's been at the Grove, the theater we usually go to, for about three or four weeks since it came out. Mm -hmm. And after the first week, they only have it playing at like 10 o'clock in the morning, which is when we went to see it. Which is a bad sign. It's only playing once a day, like in its second week of release, and it's supposedly being considered for every award. So I already went into it thinking there's something wrong with it. Yeah. Second of all, it has Kristen Stewart in it, so I knew it wasn't going to be but so good. Stop. I mean, she is just so bad. The thing is, she's they. she likes to play very normal people. She's not normal. I find her 0% relatable. Ever. Twilight, she was not relatable. At all. Anyway, unless you're like an angsty, moody girl, like that girl Chrissy on Big Brother. So how did I relate to her? I don't know. I mean, millions of people did. It made a lot of money. I don't need to defend it just because I didn't like it. Um, but it's about this guy that comes home from war. He's like a decorated veteran. And, and he's his, like 19 years old. Yeah, and his like group of army men go on this tour in the U.S. to like celebrate their return and their like success in battle. And... And the pivotal moment is when they do the halftime show at this football game. With a fake Destiny's Child. First of all, uh, here's the real question, or the real point, is it's just not a story that needs to be told. Mm -mm. There's no story mm -mm. in a lot of ways. I, I understand the, what's the word, how you like to word it, of like how stuff is like super all-American. And I understand, like, people coming home from war, that mm -hmm. is, like, such a relatable and, like, amazing thing that we as a country all take note of. But there has to be more to a story, I think, to deem a movie. Exactly. The combat in the movie wasn't interesting or unique mm -hmm. in any way. His story, they just scratched a surface of nothing. Exactly. It was like eating yogurt that didn't have a flavor. It was just like, Why? Actually, which I did today. Just like yogurt? It was just tangy and not good. Which is like this movie. It's First of all, if it has Vin Diesel, Chris Tucker, and Steve Martin, you shouldn't go see a movie with those three people. First of all, Steve Unless it's animated. Steve Martin is fantastic. They it's belong in like Shrek 3. You are so mean. Vin Diesel I'll agree with, but the rest of them, they're fine. I mean... It was bad. It was like it was actually bad. It was also like four and a half hours. Oh my god! I, I wish I took that time back. No, I was happy to see it. Did you notice because of it being filmed in a different quality? Could you notice the difference a little bit in that movie? Mm -hmm. I could. There's so, it's like it's hyper real. Mm -hmm. Like it feels like you're in a room with them, and I don't like that. A movie's supposed to like transport me. You know, but make me realize I'm still in a room full of other people. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm in that movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I could see that. I'm just not a fan. The only thing I really thought was notable about it was Garrett Hedlund needs oh, yeah. a career. That poor boy. What happened to him? He was not good in this movie either. He was fine, I thought. He looks like he's 17. <laughs> he's aging backwards. It's Benjamin just, Button. Oh, he is the real Benjamin Button, Garrett Headland, ladies and gentlemen. I also saw Rules Don't Apply to the Warren Beatty movie, but Adrian didn't see it, so we don't really have to get into it, but it was just okay. I also watched the first five minutes of Mariah Carey's show, which you didn't, but it was good. There you go. I can't wait to watch that, though. It was funny. Like, she was making me laugh. She's funny. 
she said it's like zero percent real it's all fake and like she just did it to be fun and you know why she did it a check she has no money we'll talk about it next week i can't wait and finally we're gonna talk about leah remini's scientology in the aftermath docuseries on a and e which started this week leah remini left scientology three years ago mm-hmm. and since then has had a book and now has a docuseries and it's good it is super good i don't care how much money she's getting paid for it it's fantastic i think she's doing a real good job yeah here's the thing is like she's a, like they criticize her at the beginning and they just think she's just capitalizing it and trying to keep her career going or whatever mm-hmm. however she's a genius mm. scientology is something that no one knows anything about mm-hmm. and we are all as a nation fascinated by Tom Cruise is a large part of that because, like, one of the biggest celebrities in the world is this weird religion, and mm-hmm. he went cuckoo. Mm-hmm. So it's like, of course, we are going to be naturally curious to know what's going on. Exactly. But she's smart. It's not, I don't think that's a bad thing. That's something I think that's, you know, we're interesting. Also, it's good. I don't hate her for us being interested in something that's not, like, stupid. It's a religion. Like, it's like a real thing in the world. Would you say it's a religion or a cult? Well, to them, it's a religion, so I'll stick with that word. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, it's scary. It makes no sense. Going clear, that documentary on HBO, I mean, I just watched the whole thing with my mouth open. I would say cult. I mean, yes, of course. But, like, I... Yeah. That's, I don't know. They refer to it as religion, so I would refer to it as religion. But, like, Heaven Gate re- referred to it as the religion, too. Sort of yeah. Jonestown and all these things. Yeah. It's scary. But the docuseries is super well made. Oh, yeah. And what I did think that was interesting, and I give Annie a little bit of credit for, is that they show right before they go into each segment, they say the church has refuted mm-hmm. this person mm-hmm. that they're about to show their interviews with by saying, and they like literally list quotes of like, this person <laughs> is a fool or this mm. person like was mentally unstable or whatever and then at the bottom it says to hear more on their side of the story you can go to their website mm-hmm. or they're like this church does not support anything in this but if you want to hear what they have to say about the topics in this you can go to their website so i do it like that they're at least giving them a chance to defend themselves yeah and the platform i thought that was like smart and interesting also, that's the whole point of a documentary is, of course, it's all going to be made in one perspective. So it's good that if you're really interested, you can hear the other side of it. Do your own research. Yeah. That's true. I am curious to see what happens to Leah Remini sort of after this moment of talking about Scientology all the time is over. Mm, that's true. Because, like, could she be an actress anymore? Sure. On a TV show. In a sitcom? Yeah. Yeah. She is super funny and super likable. That's true. But, yeah, I liked it. I'm very curious to see. How many episodes is it? I think six or seven, maybe. That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, our question of the week comes from Anna. She says, what is the best and worst sequel of all time? You can tell. I'm deleting you as my friend if you don't know what my best sequel of all time is. Shrek 2. Shrek 2 is the best (laughs) sequel of all time. I'm not kidding. It is very good. Worst sequel Paul of Walt Mark Cart too. Oh yeah, Paul Walt. But I didn't see that, so I wouldn't know for sure. Mm, let me look at my movies real quick. 
My, I think my favorite sequel ever would probably be Scream 2. Because it's just as good as the first one. That's true. Just different. Yeah. Worst? Scream 2, maybe. I have liked a lot of sequels. I mean, Bridge Jones, the third one, was great. The threequel? That'd be, but that's not a sequel, I guess. So for me, like as a fan of Twilight, the first one, I would say the one after that was a pretty terrible. <sighs> that's a sequel? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. The Ring. The Ring 2 was terrible. The Ring 2 is just bad. Those deer hooves in the windshield, remember? And you can literally see, like, the animal, like, the thing. You can just imagine somebody on the other side, like, wiggling them. I was like, what is this? That's yeah. a good question, though. Thanks, Anna. I appreciate it. If you want to email us your question, you can email us at letschatwithcurry at gmail.com. Your song of the week. Um, I Know Where I've Been by Jennifer Hudson. seconds where she's screaming her head off obsessed it's on wednesday hairspray live on nbc go watch it it's gonna be a fun time yeah what about you? Uh, mine is how far i'll go from moana obsessed with the music from Moana.
I was listening to the whole soundtrack yet earlier. It is good. It is so good. And, and I'm not Lin-Manuel. a huge fan of his. Yep. But the songs are good, but I'm not listening to that song by The Rock. Like, come on now. That was terrible. Come on. But I like both the real version from the mm. movie, and I also like the Alessia Cara version. That's true. Very good. Also, she doesn't wear makeup, and that's like a big part of her thing. If you look on her album cover, that girl has makeup on. Duh. I just want to point that out. Um, okay, so this week you're looking forward to... I said Hairspray. Hairspray, Jackie, Tomorrow. And Diva's Unsilent Night on VH1. Starring Patti LaBelle. And Shaka Khan. And Mariah Carey in a bathing suit. Because she doesn't understand when it's a Christmas thing, her legs should not be out. <laughs> and finally, your goober of the week. Who's yours? Big Brother Over the Top. Is it over? It ended this week, and hopefully it is over forever. Was it just bad? I love Big Brother. I'll watch every single season of it, but it just was not good. I tried a thousand times to give it chances, Yeah, but... And I watched the whole thing, so I mean, like, I gave it a chance. Also, uh, what do you call it? CBS is a genius. You pay for CBS All Access by the month, uh-huh. and the finale was on December 1st. So you, so had you to have pay. to pay for December just to watch the finale. So I have one month to watch at least a season of The Amazing Race before I delete that mess off my and get my $4 back. But Big Brother was just so bad. So bad. Such a dumb idea to keep it going like that. It was way too soon after the other season. And that all the people were just terrible, too. That didn't help. Oh, yeah. It yeah. just didn't seem interesting to me. Yeah. The sister one, in case you're wondering. And what sister? The two. They had the two blonde sisters. Oh, that's right. And they never figured out they were sisters of people in the house. And the one, and one of them won. That's that. Your gooper. Did Justin Bieber punch that boy in the face this week? Sort of, yeah. It was sometime in the last little bit. I just will never understand why he continues to do stuff that gives him bad press. The boy reached into his car. I don't think he was unjustified there. I don't know. I mean, that boy was bleeding from the face. It was funny. I laughed. I watched it 20 times. I mean, that boy shouldn't be reaching in his car either. Would you punch somebody? No, I would say drive or hit it. And then just have him drag him by the side of the car. Arm ripping Exactly. Off. I'd bite him, probably. Just gnaw on his arm a little bit. I don't know. It's just... I mean, I have this picture of him right next to my bed. I love the beeb. I love the beeb. But there's just a certain point where you just look like a douchebag. I mean, he does. He peed in a mop bucket. That doesn't really bother me. It's when you treat, like, you treat other human beings... With disrespect, the fan yelling at the fans thing, I'm not into. Oh yeah, uh-uh. where he's like yawning to hush, and I understand what he's saying. I understand where he's motivated, like his motivation is yeah, coming from. Yeah, but at the same time, like just get over it. Get a life. They're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to see you. Exactly, and you're making millions, so who cares? Exactly. That's it. So that's our podcast for this week. If you want to hear us outside of this podcast, you can look us up on YouTube dot com slash tall paul pictures you can find us on facebook.com slash let's chat with curry on instagram at curry terrell and at adrian j gomez on twitter at curry terrell and at yo adrian j gomez and uh if you have a question for us i was like wait uh, <laughs> uh if you have a question for us you can email us at let's chat with curry at gmail.com that's it thank you so much for listening have a great week bye
Bye.